0: Hi, welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We're very glad you're joining us today, and we hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of God. Enjoy the message. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for Streams in the Desert, a conversation with the Cork Church Pastors and some guest friends, pastors who around the country. So everyone watching, we're delighted you're here uh, watching this uh, podcast today. But I want to introduce you to two very special friends. They're no strangers to m- most Irish pastors. These two uh, characters in front of me here are very well-known personalities. Pastor Sam McElrod from Forestside Church in Belfast, and Pastor Paul Phillips from Wexford Community Church there in the beautiful sunny southeast. So you're both welcome today. Great to see you, Sam. How are you? Uh, we, I am terrific and
1: honoured to be here. You're looking wonderful with your uh, your headphones.
0: Stop. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I, I, Paul, uh, you, at least you are in with it at the moment. You've got the proper job you're on. Okay? Sorry, say that
2: again, Nick. I, I said,
0: at least you're with it. You've got the proper ones on. Well, today, I have. Okay? I have indeed. They're professionals. It's the it's the 80s look. <laughs> it's about
1: 1984.
0: It's All good. right. Are, you, are you here? Are you already kind of showing off that you're younger than us, and you're just kind of <laughs> kind of rubbing it in, yeah. or something? I'm <laughs> trying my very best. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I, you know, I, I say this to everybody that comes on. There's a famous character in Cork, uh, his name is called Dancing Dave, and he's known in the city because he's he always wears these sort of headphones on yeah. a kind of a walkman, and he's on the streets and he's dancing, you know, yeah. uh, he's one of these carriages when you walk down Park Street, yeah. you see him. And everyone, so all my sons are saying, you look like Dancing Dave, Dad. With that headphones <laughs> so, like, so if you hear another joke about Dancing Dave, I'm just going to cut <laughs> you out, okay? But, you know, yeah. it's really great to have you on. And of course, you Thank know, you. that stream, Streams of the Desert really is, it's just online material for people to be encouraged on, to hear how we are coping as ministers and how other churches are, Um, navigating this COVID-19, of course. And to hear good reports as well, because I'm one of those people that I vacillate from the world, uh, like Henny Penny, cocky, lucky, the world is falling, (laughs) the sky is falling in, to that God is really doing something terrific. You know. So, I mean, at one end of it, I, I absolutely hate the hour. And the other end of it, I mm-hmm. absolutely love what God's doing. And so yeah. it's a great personal sacrifice to all of us at this time, of yeah. course. But Sam, yeah. just what do you think of yourself? What do you think is happening today? And, and how did, how are you responding to what's going on around us? Do
1: you know, I, I mm-hmm. concur with what you've said. This has been, gosh, from, from the 19th of March last year, this has been the most incredible time. And, uh, for us as a church, uh, for us as a family, church community, um, and, you know, the, the Bible talks about in the last days there will be perilous times, but it also talks about there'd be Holy Spirit times. And I just see this dual uh, parallel, you know, where you, you have this uh, discomfort, uh, the upset that's in the economy, the, the fear that people have had in their hearts. Yet at the same time, I just see an incredible... Uh, move of the Spirit of the Lord. I see a strength actually coming into the church that I, I haven't seen, you know, in 20, 25 years. Um, and it's incredible. And I think that one of the things last year, when I think we all began, you know, if you'd have said to me uh, last year, you know, when, when would Foresight Church be doing a broadcast, I'd have probably said to you, give us another 10 years at it uh, when we're really comfortable with ourselves. Uh, we'll maybe think about it. But one of the things that I noticed last year Um, uh, you know every single church had the same platform it didn't matter Mm -hmm. what size your congregation was if you had a mobile phone if you had a (laughs) maybe you had multi-cameras everybody started to broadcast and one of the things that happened in that broadcast was God began to give pastors a bigger demographic than they've ever dreamed of in their their lives before and you've been able to not only nourish your own church but you were able to uh, you know, reach into communities and places that just has been mind-boggling for us as a church and to be able to connect to people. And, and you know, uh, the strangest thing in the world is that we have actually, like a lot of churches, we have actually grown in the lockdown. We've had we've had people connect and join our church that, that you know, I have, you know, without this lockdown, I'd have never met. We'd have never been in contact. And the Holy Spirit has just been doing something incredible. So I, I just want to say to, you know, to any pastors that are there and churches are, I just think this is an incredible time. I know it's difficult. I also work in the business world. So I see what's happening in the business world, but I also hear the good reports from the people of God. I see we're all having to adapt and change whatever areas our lives have been in, but the Holy Spirit is doing something incredible. So I, I have more optimism today than I had before the 19th of March last year. So, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, have a bit of anticipation of what the Lord's going to do. Wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Paul, I suppose, I suppose the reality is that to try and bring that message home to average congregants can be difficult. When you know pastors are visionaries. Sam is a visionary. You're a visionary. Uh, you you have to see ahead of your congregation. Otherwise, you can never really lead them unless you're ahead of them. But to bring that level that God's doing something wider than their own personal need at this stage, I'm sure that's a hard one, Paul, because people for the most part are, they need that shepherding. They want that sense of together. They want that sense of being affection gathering around them. So how have you been managing on the pastoral side? Because I know you like all of us, you're going to have your your hurdles to to jump there. How's it been for you, Paul? Well,
2: I think Pastor Nick has been the same for most of all pastors around, you know, the whole country, the whole world, I would imagine. Mm. Uh, You know, it's been a difficult time. It's been a roller coaster. Uh, from the first lockdown until, until now, we're sort of open, we're closed again. Um, but the opportunities are immense. And what Pastor Sam was saying there is absolutely bang on. It's it's perfectly described. Uh, we're, we are reaching out to other people. Uh, there have been people who have contacted uh, me from different places that I would have never have uh, thought they would have contacted me from. Uh, just inquiring about the church. And um, so the, there has been a bit of growth from that point of view. Um of course, we do miss getting together, yeah. uh, but we are in a real pandemic and uh, some may ignore that. But the p- point is, real, real faith, I think, is developed, not with your head on the ground. It's developed up there where the real problems are. And I think it's, there's something happening with the church, I believe. Uh, I spoke to a friend of mine only recently, and we were talking about this whole thing about resets and stuff like that. I, I personally think God is resetting the church yeah. yeah. And, and bringing us to a place, I believe, uh, where we're, I hope anyway, where people will start to miss church so much that they'll want to get back into church. And that day is going to come. Uh, so I think it's a preparation, Pastor Nick, that uh, we're in at the moment. And God is bringing us through this time. Um, it's been difficult, as I said, because I know that if, if, if all pastors are like me, you just don't know who's still with you. from one point of view on a Sunday you can see your congregation there in front of you, now when you get into six months or a year's lockdown you can only sort of Mm. guess that by the amount of people that are joining the studies and and so forth online Um, but the the thing is, God is building his church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it and that's what we have to keep trusting in, we have to keep trusting that he's going to do it and it's a time I, I, I I was just thinking today if you don't mind me saying what would St. Paul think of all this? <laughs> Do you know, back in the troubles that he had, you know, my heart went out to him. When you read Corinthians, what Paul went through. Now, look at what we're going through this time. I know it's a different sort of a thing, but um, I believe that the church is going to come out stronger in this.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, also, uh, just to say that the Lord put it on my heart very strongly uh, only in the <laughs> last couple of months to to start doing a Bible study on the Holy Spirit. So we've been going over the basics of the teaching of the, and the doctrine of the Holy Spirit and all that uh, because I believe that something is going to happen in the days to come. And I don't need to get into eschatology or anything like that, but yeah. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move upon the churches again. And my prayer, and I know the prayer of the leadership that we have in Wexford, the fantastic people, fantastic people in the churches, I'm sure you all have in your churches, we're all believing for a revival at some mm-hmm. level that God is going to move on the church once again. In Jesus' mm-hmm. name, amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: it's in, it's interesting that you brought up the apostle paul because you know it you know it, everything repeats itself history does repeat itself and you have so many crying out today about government overreach and shutting down churches and but paul lived in a day of complete government overreach you right. know and I, I i'm talking to ministers all the time and saying that democracy as we know it and civil civil liberties as we know it you know, the civil liberties are less than 80 years old and democracy is an experiment that's probably just over 200 years old. And so the, the things that we used to, the freedoms that we're used to, Paul didn't have any of that. He lived under despotic regimes at a whim. The church would have to go underground, preach the gospel. And, mm-hmm. and I suppose, you know, in the time today, ours is not a political war or a political battle. Ours is how to find a way to manifest the life of Christ regardless of whether the sun is shining or not, because he who regards the the wind will not sow, the rain will not reap. Or is it the other way around? Of course. But what do you think, Sam? Do you think it, you know? Because people are they're getting the eye off the ball a little bit. I think yeah. you know. Some and, and are missing the point that we have to live in the now. This is this is yeah. to, to use a carnal phrase. This is the hand that God's dealt you. <laughs> That's yeah. probably a bad one to use. But you know what I'm saying. He is sovereign. He's in control. Um, and yet, everything in our natural senses is trying to swim back to uh, twelve, fourteen months ago, when we're on in our church is nice and cozy and happy. And yet, and God is saying, mm, "No, I'm yeah. doing something. I'm doing something new." Yeah,
1: yeah. I I I just concur with what Paul said there, that that you know, when we gradually emerge out of this, it will be a chance to reset the house and to reset our gatherings and. But before we get there, I think I think the shaking has, um, for me and my observations, at, it has uh, dismantled the burnout culture that was in our churches and oh. the burn the burnout culture that was in our leaderships and you know the tension that that I had watched with you know husbands and wives who pastor uh, pastoral teams churches and and the idea that services this the machinery even of services you know i mean i am a huge person you know i'm a local church man presence of god man and counter person uh you know i believe if you're a believer you should belong to the house of the lord we should love what jesus loves so i'm i'm not taking away whatsoever from the gathering but but i think sometimes the the over servicing of the services of the church have been a disservice to how we've been to the actual model of when Jesus said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm not sure exactly up until March last year, how we've all been doing <clears throat> church has been really the, the model when Jesus stood in front of that crowd and, and uh, you know, in that town and, and they had all of those temples behind him and, and the cave behind him. And he said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. I'm not sure how we've been doing church is exactly what he meant when he said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. And what what the last year has done for us, and we have been, we have been in, in the building, because when I grew up like yourselves, we were always said the church is not the building, right? Um, well, we didn't
0: re- but we didn't really believe it. <laughs> no, we didn't believe it, because what we
1: did was we, we, we built bigger buildings, <laughs> you know, and we built more coffee shops, and we did all of those things. So we didn't really believe. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, we always thought the church wasn't the building. Um, the church was the people. And I, I think I think since last year, we've been... We've been in our building, we've been out of our building, we've been pre record we've had a congregation here, we've had no congregation here, we've been in compulsory lockdown, voluntary lockdown, just like yourselves, it's been been a mishmash of, I mean, the one thing that has taught me is don't make any long-term plans, don't, you know, I'm just glad last year I was one of those pastors, and this is a small bit of pride possibly, but January last year, we didn't do a vision. Vision, No, everybody was doing 2020, the year of 2020. We didn't do it for the church. We, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit took us another way. Um, but what, is, what has really happened for us, um, it has been, because I think what shaking does, it brings to the fore what's actually Holy Spirit. And it takes away all of those biblical foundations that we think is Jesus. And we think it's the Holy Spirit and we say, God's definitely going to bless this because this is, this is my plan and it's going to really work. And I think what the Holy Spirit's done for us is just remove all of those things away that were, A, given us a burnout culture. And, and, and we were doing it because we felt that was the thing to do. But also those unbiblical foundations that may have worked in another generation, but, but maybe doesn't necessarily work now. And there's been, a, there's been a paradigm shift in our minds. <clears throat> and I was looking up that word paradigm. That word paradigm means something new, but actually the newness is something old, which, which I think is the book of Acts, that, that model which they had in the book of Acts. And I think, I think what we're looking at now as a church, we're saying, okay, what does it really mean to be <laughs> the church? When Jesus said, I'm going to build my ecclesia, what did that look like? Because, because we know it was temples and synagogues for a while. But we know it was a church that was in the marketplace, and, and, and we know eventually by the time you reach Acts, Acts chapter 19, they weren't in the temple and they weren't in the synagogues because they were thrown out. Oh, and no. now you have this incredible church without multimedia, without cameras, lights, coffee shops, and all of those things. Yet the Bible says they, they transformed their culture upside down for the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so, what the Lord's been doing to us has been We've been asking ourselves the question as pastors, as a leadership team, even in some of our teaching here in turning the church. What does it mean to be the church? What was the church in the book of Acts? What did Jesus mean when he said, I'm going to build my, my, my ecclesia? And this is, sorry for over-talking there, but, but this, this first, is what has happened. Was, and the one thing, sorry, just to finish was, the day is, the one thing that I am determined within my own personal life, uh, you know, that say all the pastors here with me, within our leadership and within our team, that we will not go back to a burnout culture or a culture that, that, that is uh, built around services, that we have to have services where the people are almost like consumers to the service, but we go back to the mandate of making disciples, not just growing services, you know? So uh, there's a lot in there, but this is, this is what's in our spirit. This is what we've been talking through.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to bring in uh, a couple of my pastors here at Court Church but they'll only, they'll, uh, uh, there's no way I'm going to ask him, was I burning them up before COVID? Because he'd <laughs> obviously <to> say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang, hang me here on live uh, broadcast, you know. <laughs> but uh, definitely, you, you, you definitely could become a, a, a cat on a hot tin roof, you know, as regards to try to reach the culture with all these different ways. And yeah, But I do, I do believe uh, that I, I'm a great believer in the sovereignty of God, that, that Jesus said that he would build his church. His right. called out ones, and, uh, right. and, and and in every generation we have met the challenges, and it's to be spirit-led rather than naturally driven in your mind, of course. It's right. to hear, you know, behold, I do something new among you, now which shall I spring forward will you not be aware of it. So, I mean, just being aware of that, first of all, God is in control, the gospel is going out. And then to be hearing from the Holy Spirit, because it's those who are led by the Spirit of God or the sons of God, are those who come into maturity in this. But, uh, but I think that's a very well made point, Sam. I think definitely many, many leaderships, many churches were just running, running at ninety miles an hour to kind yeah. of put on different events, and now all that has collapsed. Uh, yeah. But, but how do we, how do we, uh, uh, before I bring the court church pastors in here, how because human beings. Uh, need that social engagement, Yeah, Christians. So we ask people to stay apart from the world. You get a new believer in, Sam, he's a, a new Christian. We've had s- actually, elected yourselves, we had more people saved yeah. in 2020 uh, 20 than we had in 2019. So you get a new believer in and they're saved. And not only water baptism at the moment is a problem because social distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ask them to stay clear from the world, yet they have no environment in which to have some sort of social interaction to kind of be discipled and grow in how do you see that you know meeting those sort of needs of people uh, uh in this new part of time how do you see that actually working out
1: i i think i think it's too early to uh, i mean if i had the ideal situation it, it would be uh it would be yes within uh connecting people to to church to the house of the lord first of all to the gathering uh to the community and, and within that if it was the ideal situation you know, like a lot of churches, we, we would have uh, life groups, a small group, um, places of study, uh, places where we can bring people through understanding Christ, understanding the church, understanding the mandate, uh, not just that we are saved to go to heaven, but we are saved to bring heaven and, and to, to nourish that within the church. Right now, practically, that's probably before we can have the, the safety of the restrictions lifted. That's probably going to be something that we will do, uh, you know, within, because our building's big enough to be able to still house people in here um, mm-hmm. in smaller groups. Uh, and, and so there can be fellowship there. Um, my, I, my, my heart's desire is that we at some stage would reset our church. We're outside of the gathering, that we have we have you know, multiple and I'm, I'm talking dozens, you know, of places of whether it's uh, it's in business communities or it's in it's in eventually people's homes or uh, it's in a Starbucks that we begin to have a place of six to, eight to 10 people just begin to gather. And within that environment, we can have unsaved people there as well. It's not it's not a, a closed shop for Christians, but I just I, I because I see uh, the definition of of uh the believer much more than a Sunday morning morning gathering. Um, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to find a way that we don't we don't believe that the, the new believer coming in doesn't just uh, come into the condition that the Holy Spirit is institutionalized in a Sunday morning service and that we're only the church in the Sunday morning service but on a Monday I go to my job and that's secular. I think we have to deprogram that that even in our church language. I, I think we need to understand that we are we gather on a Sunday morning but we're the church on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. Yeah. As believers, carriers of the kingdom, and how we fellowship outside of that, and I think if we're going to touch communities and we're going to be able to transform, and I know I'm going off slightly of, on a tangent here, but when people are asking us now, you know, what's your church doing? We we tell people we have. We have four people who work in the hospital to share Jesus and pray for the sick every day. We have, we have five people that are business people that carry the culture of the kingdom into their particular world. We have single moms and we have retired people. And we begin to uh, uh, try to empower our people to understand that they, yeah. they don't just go to the church. They become the church on a Monday. That, that Mondays is Mondays mm-hmm. as a spiritual as a, as a Sunday morning. So it's not easy when you, you can't have a location. If it was my heart today i would be saying let's scatter small groups all around the city and let people connect and let let i mean i mean one, one of the things that uh that happens and it was one of those things that it became just like a holy spur up moment was when we were coming to the end of uh we were coming to the end of last year and uh in the community that I live in, our neighbors actually came to me and said, Hey, I see you do really tacky lights every year outside your house. And we were wondering as neighbors, would would, would you switch on your lights first? And just it would lift the neighborhood and some of the guys would do this the same. And I said, Zella, what an opportunity to the in the area that I live in, irrespective of the church I go to, what we did was we we brought up a little bit of music in our driveway. We we put out some hot punch to people and there was 200 people turned up on the 30th of November outside our house. And we just uh, sung a few songs, blessed the community. We, we had been praying for our community. Actually, we had mm-hmm. been prayer walking our community. And one of our neighbors who uh, really didn't engage and, and hadn't engaged for a long time, about a week later, knocked my door and said, there's a box of chocolates for you and your wife. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you. I don't know what happened that night, but my spirit was lifted. My fam- These aren't believers. And I, I just, I just think, I just think this is an opportunity outside of the gathering for us to really begin to penetrate our own communities yeah, and share yeah. the gospel in our own community and and find ways of being the church, the house to house church, yeah, yeah, house to house church instead yeah, of just I, services. You
0: know, yeah, I, I like, I like your thought on validating people more from a pastoral point of view that. We find and see the gifting and the anointing of people and validate them and give them the stripes and tell them, no, go and produce more of the same kind. Right. Because we have kind of funneled that into an elite group of people over the years. It's just the way the society worked, I think, as much as conditioned us. But now there is that like acts experience where there's a persecution of a type and a scattering. Now we are scattered. We are scattered everywhere. We're so remote. Like now churches in. So many hundreds of houses around the place, you know, and how right. and, and to empower those men and women in their homes to say, OK, this is what God's doing. Yeah. We can't kick against the goats there. We will have you back the very minute the Holy Spirit lets you to come back. But right now. You are the light of the world. You always were, but now you really are, and we are here to support you as ministers in how to reach your community for the gospel and to validate you as a Christian and to build you up. I think mean, that's vitally. Let me just read you something here, and I'm going to bring in some of our pastors. Then I, I think that what's very important, Paul and and uh, and Sam, is to get people to live in the now. Yeah. rather than, what about tomorrow? And, uh, you know, we're looking over the brown yeah. too much. We're looking over the hill when Jesus said, today's mm-hmm. troubles are enough for today. And I, I'll read you something here, and I think you'll enjoy it. Once John Wesley was asked what he would do if he knew that this was the last his last day on earth, he replied, at 4 o'clock, I would have some tea. And at 6, I would visit Mrs. Brown in the hospital. Then at 7.30, I would conduct a midweek prayer service. And at 10, I would go to bed and wake up in glory. <laughs> uh, the, the same was asked of, uh, of Luther, when asked of Luther, what would you do uh, on the day if you knew that Jesus was returning today? He said, well, Today I, I plan to plant a tree, so I will be planting right. a tree. That's right. And, and I think for us to kind of, to, to, as ministers, it's so important for us to, to help our people to bring this down. Today's troubles are enough for today, and today I must be about my father's business. Today I must be about Amen. the kingdom, and and if if we can if we can live like that, first of all, that because that's the victory. I think if we start to come into that revelation that we must live in the now as a minister. Today is where God has put us, and then bring that by you know instead of telling people to live in the now and just be a Christian and manifest Christ in these ma- simple manners, they'll see it first of all of us. And I think I think that's the journey for most pastors that we are now brought down to minimal sort of exper- uh, expressions. And we need to be coming into people telling them the stories like what you just shared and opening up your house, turning on the lights, giving them, you know, a punch and singing some songs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, bringing the aroma of Christ. That's right. So I think that's very vital because time is short. I don't think there's a Christian doesn't believe that yeah. time is short now. We don't know how short. I'm not apocalyptic. It could be, could be five, 10, it could be 50 years yeah. left. I don't know, but I think it's short. But uh, what do you think, Paul? Do you think the same that we just have to get people to focus on one day at a time? Get up in the morning, keep your routine in place, do your Bible reading, but be ready and always diligent in how to share Christ.
2: Yeah, I think you're you're right, Nick, Uh, to some degree anyway. I I know that we, you know, we we do have to plan ahead. We have to think ahead as well about what's happening. We don't know from one day, as as Pastor Sam said there a few minutes ago, it's a bit early to figure out what exactly is going on with, you know, lockdowns and stuff and where all this stuff is going. Um, but I think you're right from the point of view uh, that we can't take our eyes off what's happening right now. And we have to work with that. And yes. I think God's church always worked with what they had at the moment and they worked in the time. And that's why we're here today. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, I, I, you know, let's, let's be honest about it. If you're anything like me, you don't like change. <laughs> yeah 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 no okay. I'm like you unless it's unless it's great change of course where all the blessings are flowing yeah we, we we pray for all that stuff but you know um we're creatures of habit as well and that that goes for churches and pastors and everything that we do we like the the sunday service what we do tend to forget i believe is that church is not just sunday right It's not it's just the sunday service on sunday we come together but there is a i i believe an important thing to that because we were told fellowship more as we see the day approaching and if we believe the day is approaching we should be fellowshipping more my hope is that people don't fall away during this time and they stay connected that that's my heart for people only god can really deal with that ultimately Um, uh, but i think going forward as as i was saying we're uncomfortable with change but god has his way of stretching the church and if you know to be honest guys if we're not stretched during this i don't think we ever will be yeah. There's a lot of things happening. Right. Te- not technology is coming. And now if you ask me a question about technology, i will say ask somebody else in the church because they'll explain it. But I know who, you, who to send you to. I'm not great with technology apart from the basics, but it is absolutely becoming a central part of church life. And maybe God has pushed us in this direction because we're reaching out to more people. What a blessing it is here to hear Pastor Sam speak about what happened up in, in yeah. Belfast with that. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So God is doing something. And, um, you know, even with Zoom meetings that we've been holding, uh, as I was saying, Kathy, who my wife, Kathy, who's a pastor as well she, in the church, she, she she's been holding a ladies sure. course, a blessings course. Uh, there's another lady stepping up now to do a prayer course, six week prayer course. So what I've seen uh, in that is that people are starting to to become confident enough to step up yeah. and start to take these things. Yeah. And, and that's our job is, is to get people to be motivated into following what their giftings are and moving in that and let the Holy Spirit work within that. And yeah. my hope my hope is, guys, in this time that we're going to see more people come to the church, yes, but we're going to see more servants raised up uh, and more giftings uh, put into action that will see the church grow uh, yeah. because it has to grow. If Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, then the church has to be built. And he is in charge of all of this, which is great. And I, I, I just think it's it's encouraging. We have to be sober and be vigilant, as as 1 Peter tells us, yep. uh, because the devil does go around like a roaring lion, seeking whom we may devour. But yet we are in the protection of the Lord Jesus, and that means the church is in his protection. I yep. believe absolutely there's great days ahead for the church. Uh, yep. And when we were in the, the midst the middle of the, the first lockdown, if you like. You know, I'm gonna be honest. There was times I got a bit cheesed off with it and, and I got a bit uh oh, yeah. bit down about it. And I thought, you know, why am I not getting out of bed on a Sunday morning and going where going in and, and, and fellowshipping with the people of God? Uh but you know, if if you stay down there, you, you'll never be effective for the Lord no, in this world. We never. have to, we have to be as leaders, we have to be to keep our minds on him, keep our eyes on him, and know that he's going to do a great work in these times. Um, yeah. And I always go back to that scripture. and Maybe I'm preaching a little bit, I don't know, but be anxious for nothing. Good. And in prayer, and let your requests be made known to God. And a peace of God that surpasses all understanding, mm-hmm. guards our hearts and minds. I think as leaders, we need to grab hold of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know when I was a young Christian, I was taught that that was a command, be anxious for nothing. And if you were anxious, if you were anxious, then you were you were actually committing a sin. That couldn't be further from the truth. God is a God of love and a God of grace. And what He's basically saying to us as leaders and to the church is, don't worry, stop being anxious. I'm still in control, mm-hmm. and He's going to do something something amazing. I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Well oh. done. Thanks, Paul. Paul, I'm going to park oh. you into the green room and I'm going to bring in uh, Pastor Parker Pastor P- for a second and then Pastor Steve after him. So, pa- Paul, stay with us with you and uh, uh, we'll park okay. you for a mo- moment. Uh, Pat, thanks for joining us.
4: Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I've been enjoying the conversation so far.
0: Yeah, the reason I brought you in is because... The reason I brought you in is because uh, when, when Sam was saying about, you know, uh, the whole idea of seeing gifting coming out of the church and and validating that just recently and i i know i know this person might be using their name but recently we were just talking about you know how God is raising up even in our own body. Uh, people like yeah. Jerry Doyle. I mean, uh, yeah. J. What, he goes under what J.D. is it or what is it? J- Jerry Jerry D. Music. Like Jerry D. Music. <laughs>
4: and,
0: and, and you know, so you know, so all of a sudden, a guy that's got a natural gifting, a spiritual gifting, a call and in integrity, is using a platform. Um, and uh, just exploding to bring Christ out there. And I just think this is, you know, a lot of people can look back and have their arms folded with a one-eye look at it, but this is what we want to do. This is what we want Mm -hmm. to see. We want to see men and women use the means that they have And us as leaders to say, them on the back and say, what can we do to help you reach more for the Lord? You know, stay Mm -hmm. accountable with your life, of course, because you need to do that, Jerry D. Or Nick Cassidy, whoever you are that's doing these things. Stay accountable and stay with the leadership team. But continue to be and manifest those great giftings that you have. Because that's the way the gospel is going out. It's going out through the Jerry D's and the Fletcher Fins and the the Danny Doyle's in our church. And these young men that are just... They, they have a skill set that others don't have, and they're mm-hmm. rising up in it and getting better at it. So what do you mm-hmm. think, Pat?
4: I couldn't agree more. It's a season to equip and release young uh, people, but to also embrace the old God. And for some people in church now, they need to realize that they've got a place in the new world as well. The old God has a place in the new world as well. Redbone's kingdom fell because he failed to embrace older voices around him so there's this mix of things going on we've got younger men and women breaking through and they're gifting and then they're calling they're moving in an anointing they have a tech savviness they understand the culture they understand the season we're in but it's beautiful when that's tempered by older voices seasoned people and so there's a subjection of the young to the old and a yielding of the old to the young, and, and it's really a fruitful time. I'm I'm enjoying yeah. watching it, Pastor Nick. I know you are just watching this this go on. Jerry, Ben, Fletcher, so many other guys who are so gifted and so talented, and yet they're so willing to hear and learn. So it's it's, a, it's beautiful to see yeah. what's going on uh, under our roof. You know. Yeah,
0: I was just talking to my brother Gavin. There, Gavin went through a very bad spell there with his health but uh, i just got to talk to him last week but i didn't realize even even in his dour moments and you know he was ringing people and whatsapping what? them and and reaching out to new people that had moved into his location that he didn't know they were christians or not you know when you live in an area like carterline people post i'm new yeah. to the area and uh, yeah. sunday morning a couple came into the building <laughs> you know now you know, it's uh, not yeah. church time but they have, they were yeah. in the 5k mark but they came in yeah. because yeah. he'd rang them and they said listen yeah. we, we were just so touched by this just Christian man that we had to come and see what this is all about. And phenomenal story there. I mean, I can't go into it all because it's a private conversation, but the, the, the fact that the people are just, they're using what they have. I see on our Sunday services, people are sharing, liking, posting comments of encouragement, inviting people in, Right. Telling their neighbors, letting their friends know on Facebook and YouTube that this is what we do on a Sunday. We gather. Right. You can come to be with us as well. So all of Very a sudden right. now we are turning, people are becoming evangelists and mm. sowers of the gospel in a way that I think if, if they continue this, many are going to be reached for the Lord. Sam, what do you think? Yeah.
1: I, I just, no uh, you know, listening to what uh, everybody's been saying, Paul, yourself, Patrick, you know, uh, I, I think the church for a long time, you know, lived in reaction to darkness. And what what's what's just happening now? There's there, we're realizing that that they, even as pastors and, and leadership teams, you know, and as I say to our church all the time, we we are not the ministry. You are the ministry. You are the body of Christ. You uh, you know for for us for us to believe that when we get saved that we're not qualified uh, in some way uh, to carry the presence of God. You know, Jesus lived a sinless life. He's full of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, at the banks of the Jordan, something incredible happened, uh, you know, it hadn't happened since, since the fall in Eden. The heavens were opened and I, I, you know, and there was a fulfilling of Isaiah's prophet, oh, that I would rent the heavens and to come down in Christ. But at Calvary and at Pentecost we we live under the same heaven because our same heaven yeah and now we have the presence of god and now every mm-hmm. single believer is a every single believer is a minister of the gospel mm-hmm. of jesus christ and so when when we now see the church scattered i think pastor nick you had mentioned this it's the most wonderful thing because now we have churches breaking bread in homes just as authentic mm-hmm. like the first book of acts we now have people speaking to their neighbors uh, people are out walking that i, I mean i mean i not I used to have the forest that is near us. Zelda and I and our kids would have had the forest to ourselves. It's a traffic jam in the forest. <laughs> I'm seeing people that I haven't seen me in 20 years. And guess what's happening? Yeah. We're beginning to understand as the, as the carriers of the kingdom that I don't have to wait to bring somebody to church on a Sunday morning. I can speak to somebody right there and now and have that same conversation, the same power in the presence of Jesus Christ. And so, so you know, it would, be, it would be my heart's desire for our congregation here and for everybody that belongs to said everybody that belongs to Cork City Church everybody that belongs to Pastor Paul's Church that all of our church becomes in part to be the ministers of Jesus Christ <coughs> and that they un- can understand and i think i, I remember pastor nick you tell me a story or maybe it was one of your folk told me a story a long time ago when when they were ringing you actually to go to a hospital visit not that we don't do hospital visits of course we do that um, um and I think you might have said to them, well, you know, I'm not going to go to that visit. And, and the, person, oh, yeah. I split, the person shared the story with me. The person said to me, I got a little bit annoyed that pa- Pastor, Pastor Nick wasn't going to do the visit. But then Pastor Nick said to me, you have the same Jesus in you as I have in me. Why don't you go and lay hands on the person? And he said, that was the most liberating moment in, in my life and my understanding as myself as a because I was always so dependent on what, what the pastor would do, what the leadership would do. And if it comes from a, an old uh, ecclesiastic mindset that the minister does everything, instead of the biblical mindset that, that the ministers and the preachers, and the pastors are there to empower quick. the body, that's to quick. equip yeah. them to be the yeah. ministry. And, and when we, I, think, I think this is the, this is the sea change. Uh, you know, This is the sea change that we should have because that's going to take the burnout culture off of our leadership teams. And that's going to empower every member to be a minister, that everybody that comes in, Doesn't just become a consumer of our services or, you know, because if we create everything on the platform, guess what happens is we get an audience, not a body. And so we need to become alive even in our gatherings that the whole congregation is is part of that encounter with the living God. And then as we move out, we're, we're just allowing that kingdom just to overflow. I hope I've said that the right way. I know it's here, right? I don't know why that's coming out right, eh, Amen.
0: <laughs> no, it's coming out really great. It's, it's something that we all agree with, actually, Sam. So thank you for that. I'm going to, it's, Pat, I'm going to drop you out. I'm going to bring Steve in. Um, Steve, can we get you in and drop Pat? Thank you, boy. Um, Hello, Steve, the reason I bring you, how are you, man? Here.
3: <laughs> well, what a great conversation. Love it. Love yeah, it. It's, it's so encouraging, actually. God. So encouraging. Thank you, Pastor Sam, Pastor Paul. Uh, Sam, yeah. I, the reason I bring Steve in
0: at the moment is because uh, we, we've we've had to make an enormous jump here on multimedia and and getting the gospel out to people, and um, and so a lot of ministers watching, they're fearful of it. Uh, you know, I talked to Paul. Uh, Paul Phillips is still with us, but a lot of the smaller churches finding it very hard to kind of get a presence out there. And uh, the reason I bring Steve on is because Steve has helped us in a very short period of time. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of led the way with a, with, with a group of people here. In, in developing a presence. And also our heart is to be able to perfect it a little bit and simplify it so that we can go and help other churches to yeah. get that presence, that to get their message out, to be yeah. able to help their local congregations. So Steve, just yeah. reassure some of the people this morning, first of all, that the, 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 the devil hasn't hijacked the camera that we're using for the glory of God and how you can help them to maybe huh. get their huh. churches out in line.
3: Yeah. Um, I suppose just to tell a little story. First of all, that on Sunday evening, um, a young man came into the building here. Um, he he wanted to meet with one of our pastors. Actually, Pastor Patrick, who's just on, and and he came in and and he said that a friend of his went to the states, became a Christian, and pointed him towards uh, churches in Cork. And so the, the, this young man, he went on to our live stream and. He's found the Lord and, and he's grown in the Lord, and it's all just been through, uh, through through what we've been doing as a media team, putting out the, the sermons and the worship, and and he's been loving it, and it, he was commenting on on how our sound was bad and it's improved and, and things like that. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, and it was it was just a lovely encouragement that that we can do this as a church, and, and what I actually believe is that. Um, we are in in a way going to own streaming. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we we as a right. church, we're interested in, in getting the gospel out over over the internet, over w- whichever way we can. Uh, we we want to get the gospel out there. We want to get encouragement out there. We, we we want the church to to have teaching and grow and be prosperous and 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 full of the of the things of the spirit. And uh, and I think that that the church is going to is going to rise and, and, and become the experts in streaming uh, and, and how to put how to put things out over the internet. And, and, and that excites me, that excites me. Yeah. I, it, it's, I haven't found this easy. Um, yeah. For one reason or other, I, I became the person who, who carried this corner of it. Uh, within our leadership team. And I have I an have electronic engineering degree and uh, I still find it very challenging in many ways. And, and there's so much more growth to do, but it is possible. And, and as, as I'm learning this, I'm, I'm discovering there are simpler ways to do it. Yeah. You know, we, it depends on the scale you want to go to, but, but we can be effective quite quickly if 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 we want to set set ourselves in that direction, uh, we're we're going to we're going to be there to to help people and help churches. Wow! I was just 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 in the conversation too. I was uh, uh, in Proverbs thirty one. It talks about um, a wife of noble character and and how she goes and she brings food from afar and, and, and she does all these wonderful things. Now, I've many times tried to encourage woman to get up while it's still dark and bring me breakfast in bed. And, you know, it has, I've had very limited success in that, but, but what I've come to realize is, is Proverbs 31 from First 10, it's all about the church.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: It's all about the church and how this bride of Christ, this is, this is what the Lord's interested in. He's interested yeah. in his bride and he's interested in bringing lost people into the yeah. bride yeah. and how that this bride is multifaceted, multi-gifted, multi-burdened uh, and, and she is she's doing this and she's doing that. She's, she's buying food. She's, she's making sure her lamps are, are ready. There's, there's food from afar and getting up while it's still night and, and there's provision for all these people around her. And and that's what God is doing in this church. And that's what this conversation has been about, is is just how God is going to bring that that beautiful presence of the church, which will will in turn glorify her husband, you know, Christ and and bring glory to him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just just one one last thing before I back to you, Nick, is is in verse 25, I thought this was great. It says that she is closed, this bride, of christ she is clothed with strength and dignity she can laugh at the days to come i thought that was that was wonderful we we don't know what the days to come is going to bring but there's a confidence going into them yeah god has brought us through a lockdown he's he's brought us through church opening and closing and and streaming and all sorts of things and god is bringing us through and and there's a confidence in the future that he will be faithful he will be faithful Yeah, Hallelujah. amen.
0: Yeah. You know, Steve, I I, I like that because it is it, it, that proverb is about the church. When Hebrews yeah. eleven, Hebrew it says, and women received their dead back to life. Amen. You know, so there, there, has to be a confidence in the church to see the dead come back to life. Yes, uh, both, both society, you know, uh, you know, relationships, marriages, uh, healings, uh, the revival of uh, of dead faith. You know, and so I think it's something that. We have to keep front and centre as a church that it the church is on the advance, it's not on the back foot, and it never will be on the back foot. It's never actually has never been on the back foot anywhere. You look at some of the most closed cultures in the world, you take China for instance, 150 million born-again Christians in China. You had a very oppressive system against the church, and the church just grew exponentially, you know, regardless of government overreach. Regardless of despotic laws, they've simply preached Christ Jesus and him crucified, prayed and believed, and, and the Holy Spirit just did something exponential. And yep. we have to keep that in our hearts, brothers. I think we need to, anyone listening today to this stream, let's understand as ministers and as congregants and as church people, as the ecclesia, we have to all remember this, that he is completely in control. We have the only message that can bring life from the dead. We're the only yeah. ones who know what's going on because we know we back not against flesh and blood but against principalities and power. And we have the solution. So to have confidence in this hour, and don't let your confidence survive. says it shall be richly rewarded. So don't, yeah, let, yeah. don't,
3: don't shrink back from that confidence in who and, God and, is and, and who you and are. Our, co- our confidence is this, is hmm. that he is building it. It's, it's not us, you know, we, we're, we're wanting to be open to all these different opportunities that the Holy Spirit is bringing, but He's doing it. Yeah, yeah right. doing it, so our confidence is that, that our strength is in Him uh, and, and He's bringing us down this path and, and all these things that, that could be perceived as evils against us and, uh, and oppositions to us, He turns those things to good for us. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. You know, yeah. we, 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 we can't lose. And we, we know the end of the story. He, he, he's, he's producing a glorious bride. Hallelujah. Yeah.
1: It's, Hallelujah. It's a, there's yeah. a lovely uh, verse in the back of what Steve is saying in, in Habakkuk, uh, chapter one and five. And it says, look among the nations and watch and be utterly astounded. I will do a work in your day that you would not believe. And none of mm. us could have believed. Uh, yeah. you know, from March. None of us predicted it. None of us seen it. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. Everybody that said that, that said about it, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying God is doing something astonishing. And I've always been one of those people that believe that the latter house will be greater than everything that went before. The earth's yeah. going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And, you know, even within our own home nations here, you know, to watch uh, at the lockdown when there was up to 25 percent of the UK population on a Sunday morning watching a broadcast. And you didn't have to have 10 cameras to do it. You could have a mobile phone to do it. And people were watching some sort of broadcast. I I have to say, and I do want to say to Pastor Nick, Pastor Steve, Patrick, the whole team that's on. You are always a church that went beyond your borders. i just thinking this about you today. You're always a church that welcomed people. You, you had enough to do within your own congregation, but you developed a culture and a heart to welcome other pastors, other leaders, other churches, and you have a huge heart. And, and it, it, reflects, it, it reflects in your church. And I don't think enough people say that to you. And you are visionary Thank people. You. you are apostolic in your reach. You just go way beyond the borders, not only of Cork, not only of, of, of Ireland, but you're way beyond the borders of that. And a lot of people, you know, I, I was reflecting in my own heart, uh, you know, about maybe 12, 13 years ago. Uh, I remember being in the building here in, in, a, in our own church, and I got one of those moments when I was just really seeking the Lord and, and uh, asking the Lord, look, is this it? Is this the total sum of my Christian life? And hearing that small voice of the Holy Spirit, just an impression said, I'm for you and I'm not against you. And that catalyst in my spirit led me eventually to a small meeting that you took, Pastor Nick. And in that small meeting, you introduced me to the covenant of God when you said, and you said one phrase, and I can't remember, everything else you've said was gold, but I can't remember that this was gold upon gold. You said the Father has made a covenant with the Son. And you see that? That blew my my theology. Yeah. And that, that has changed uh, the default of how we see the Bible. We, we we never look at the Bible without covenant lenses or grace lenses. Now. And that exactly. has transformed how we see the church. It's transformed how we see the Holy Spirit, how we see the yeah, favor yeah. of God, the blessing, the goodness of God, the expectation of what God's going to do in communities. I mean, he can just do it. I mean, I mean we right now, if I could just encourage everybody, we should right now, uh, have, have say it is possible that whole cities could be turned over to the Lord. Amen. It's possible that whole nations could be turned over. Because yes. the book of Revelation says, that in the last day, kings are going to bring their honor to the Lord. I, 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 I have a stirring in my spirit that whole nations, whole cities can be turned over to the Lord. And Hallelujah. what began in the garden ends in the city. And I just think, I, I just think, I just think what the devil has meant for, for evil, God is just, turned, just toppling it over. And, and to see, and, and do, you know, do you know what it's going, to be? It, it's going to be? It's going to be in, 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 in God. and my, my prayer, first of all, my prayer, first of all, is that those who, for whatever reason, who are believers, who no longer attend church, would return to the house of the Lord. I think that's the first seismic blessing that pastors all over this nation will receive as people begin to say, do you know, whatever reason it was that you left the house of the Lord, You know, Jesus loves the church. He died for the church. You should return to the house of the Lord. You should come back into your place. God takes this individual and he puts them in families. That that in itself will be a magnitude. But the harvest that is coming over and above that, the harvest, it's going to be pastors ringing and saying, I can't cope with all the people that's coming into my church. Would you take the last 20 that got saved?
0: Well, uh, listen, let me just read out a couple of comments to you. Jerry Doyle says, I second that. <laughs> and there's a there's a lovely young man, you might know him. Uh, he's a guy called Joel McElrath. Jesus is going to astonish us with his goodness. Lovely. Uh, Ruth Hill gives you a tremendous amen as well. Um, is God. And Fritz uh, Shemi is on, God will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. She also yeah. loves the idea that the church is in hundreds of houses today. Yeah. yeah. And Dawn, Dawn is on from from New York and she is of us. Thank you Dawn. And thank you for those who are watching today because you know we love your comments coming in but mm. we want to share from each other we want to hear your yeah. views back to us as well god is certainly doing something i mean from the north south east and west of our country today we we're the south you're the north you have over there pastor paul on the east yesterday i was talking to pastor mark mcbride on on the uh on the west northwest. coast of us the yeah. northwest <laughs> as well and god is doing something very fresh something very wonderful the whole thing is to believe that regardless of your natural senses. Because yeah. your natural senses, as Paul Phillips said, doesn't like yeah. change. Your yeah. natural senses are conditioned in certain manifestations. But this is just God is moving forward, friends. And I think we need to get with him. Amen. We need to. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kingdom is forcefully advancing. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and, 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 you know, pastors shouldn't be afraid of demographic change.
1: Yeah. And, and shouldn't be afraid of, of uh, you know, I think a lot of pastors were afraid, you know, can I, can I come back to the church? Will I be the same person? Can I preach again? Will we have the same congregation? Will my congregation be growing, not growing? And, I, I you know, I, I was thinking about all of that because sometimes we, we, what we think of success is not, it's not what the Holy Spirit thinks of success. And uh, yeah. we, we, we mix up success with fruitfulness. And, uh, you, you know, I was thinking about when Jesus said, we're two or three, when he's talking about the church in Matthew, Jesus only actually mentioned the church twice, although it's mentioned a hundred times in the New Testament, he only yeah. mentioned it twice, Matthew 16 and Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. And, and within that, there is, a, there is a world that we need to return to. But he said, we're two or three are gathered, right? When he said, I'm going to build this ecclesia, we're two or three are gathered, right? And... and, and but growing up in churches, particularly in prayer meetings, when the numbers were small, people used to use that verse as a comfort verse. Well, Lord, we're two or three. At least there's nobody here tonight, Lord. <laughs> but there's two or three of us. Yeah, but yeah. we misunderstand that it wasn't about numerics. It was about authority. It was yeah. about an atmosphere. It was about a presence. It was about, it was about the culture of the kingdom. This is why you can be in a hospital with another believer and be the ecclesia. You can be in a home right now with your family. You are the ecclesia of the Lord. You can be a business person and be the ecclesia. I mean, in the business, and Nick, I know you were in business for a while and pastored at the same time. I now am so delighted that I see I'm as spiritual in the pulpit on the Sunday morning as I am in a Monday morning. Absolutely. Uh, when, I, when I'm dealing with all those business people.
0: Absolutely. And, and the
1: demographic of all those business people can be up to 350 different business people that will never darken the door of our church here to Sunday morning side. But I understand in, in, in that realm, as me as a pastor, but also as a business person, as a belie- just as a believer that I'm carrying the kingdom, that yeah. that, that atmosphere, that, that mandate, that I have a man. Do you know, it is, it, is, it is a dishonor to the Lord to ask him for what we already have. Our sins no. are already dealt with. We already yeah. have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We already are carriers of the kingdom. Yeah. That, yeah. We, that, that when we don't understand that, we, we're always praying to the Lord. Lord, give us, Lord, if you would just come and do that, if we could just ask for more of the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, the gift of hunger is only to make us more aware of what we already have. You know, Martin Luther used to say about sanctification, he used to say, what is sanctification? It's just getting used to that I'm already justified, right? Mm. So, so what I'm saying to you, the cross... <laughs> And Pentecost has given us everything. We have, we have everything. We're not waiting for him to come. He has come. And, and as, as we spend a little bit of time, what happens is we spend time with him. We, come, we become more aware of this verse that says, greater is he that is in me or the excellency of the power that's already here, that I'm a carrier of the kingdom and that every place in which my foot shall tread, God will give it unto me, that, that there's not going to be a place of darkness that I can't say in the name of Jesus. I just changed that atmosphere. Or i just pray for that person that's sick or i pray for that person that that maybe a marriage is on the rock god has empowered us already we're not Amen. waiting for Amen. another yeah we, right. we have everything in him you know? yeah. and so that we can carry us the ecclesia yeah the ecclesia yeah. doesn't need the holy spirit doesn't need to be institutionalized to 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 our building here at forestay no matter how pretty it is or matter yeah. how much we paint the walls he doesn't the holy spirit said actually samuel I, I've other oh, sheep that aren't of this fold, and you know, yeah. there's other people that I love, and I'm not here to condemn them. I'm here to save them. And, and I just think if every, if every single person in Cork Church today, outside of the pastors, rose up within their community, there, yeah. there would be a, such a move, be a, revival. a reformation, and a transformation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that begins absolutely. to say, Jesus is in me, and I think Jesus can be in you, you know. So,
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sam. I've got to bring on all the pastors. Can you put everybody on screen there? Kira, uh, thank you very much. Just to have a quick hello t- and goodbye to everybody. Yeah, we're all live, gentlemen.
3: Thank you very so much. Amen. I'm just
0: counting you all. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying Any all the stuff in, in the background here.
4: Brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we've, we've run out of time. Uh, we're past the hour. But again, I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'd like to get you back again, guys, and maybe maybe um, in a format where we can talk a little bit more now about the spirit of the age that we're in. Yeah. We can't do that now. I was, I was wanting to drift onto it, but I just think the conversation fell down national. But something for us to think about, there is an antichrist spirit in the world, and, and how do we meet that? Because we see a decay in every area of authority, and, and it's all around us. But it doesn't rob us from proper concentration. Be what God calls you to be, manifest who is is that lives within you, and that is really the antidote to everything, anyhow, regardless of identifying the problems of our age. Right. The reality yes. is that forget as someone once said you can be so sin-oriented and devil-oriented that you're forgetting that you carry within you the antidote to everything. The answer to everything is already right. the kingdom of God is within you. So it's Amen. really it's coming to that greater realization that you when you speak the word of god is as powerful in your mouth as it was when it left his mouth so again gentlemen thank you so much thank you everybody for watching we love you very we love you i listen i want to be on screen we we pray for you every day okay up there in belfast over there in wexford pray for you every single day and we are thankful for the friendships that we have in the gospel and we, we we you are our heroes we love you we love what you do for the lord we love your example We love the things of God and uh, we thank God for your spouses daily. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in with us today. I hope you were blessed. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website, www.corkchurch.com. Again, thanks for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.